welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you want to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio on social media. You can find me out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm equally active on, on all those platforms. And you can also check out the show on my YouTube channel along with the MSRP live stream. And that's where this particular episode comes from. So last weekend, I hosted an unboxing live stream where I unpacked a couple months, more than a couple months worth of toys. It was a combination of pre-orders that came in and a bunch of impulse buys too. And um, and then I just kind of hung around for a couple hours, you know, giving a commentary and thoughts about the stuff I was unpacking. And I thought I would present some of that audio for you here now. Um, I have done some editing to make the audio present a little smoother. There was like some dead spaces where I'm just literally un, uh, unboxing packages uh, but I didn't necessarily trim out much of the actual content where I'm where I'm talking about uh, the items that I'm unpacking. So, but with that though, there's still a lot of visual cues that won't necessarily translate. A lot of oh hey, look at this thing uh, that you obviously won't be able to see on the podcast. So just kind of wanted to give you a heads up on that, and you can uh, uh, check out the uh, last Saturday's live stream again. That's on my YouTube page. I ended up doing it as two different videos, um, and that'll that'll be apparent uh, as uh, as you go through that. Uh, but hey, also. Stick around to the end because uh, I've uh, I've got some uh, bonus content for you. I'll be back after the main show finishes, and I want to talk about uh, some other stuff that's that's on my mind, uh, nagging me uh, that I need I, I need to. Um, I need to address uh, something I tweeted shortly after I wrapped up that live stream um, over the weekend. Uh, I put out a tweet that got a little more attention uh, than uh, than I realized. And and uh, that's right, folks. That means it's the return of the existential dreadcast. Uh, so stick around uh, for that. Uh, but first, that's a lot of boxes and more unboxing, more furious. Couple programming notes, some housekeeping. I am currently working on my Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness episode. I know a few folks have been asking about it, and I put uh, put a poll up on Twitter. Uh, I wasn't going to do one initially. I figured by the time I got to it, everyone would have seen the movie and didn't really need more content uh, related to it between like uh, various podcasts and YouTube and things like that. But um, it sounds like that's what folks want, so that's uh, that's what I'll get. I hope to have that done uh, by the end of the weekend. That's probably what I'm going to work on tomorrow since I'm doing this here today. The lie detector determined that was a lie. Oh, so um, other content I've, I've been doing recently, um, the last episode of the podcast was for Vinylthon. Uh and that that was that ended up being a really cool event. That that was at the end of April. Um Vinylthon was a a college radio uh focused event where college radio stations including uh 89.9 KGRG were uh playing vinyl records and 
uh, I did a interview with Andrea from KGRG and um, Ann Smith from the Retro Emporium. They had a um, they had a little event down at the store where the KGRG DJs uh, came and hung around and, and mostly kept to themselves. Um, but uh, but but it was a neat event. Uh, unfortunately, I was working a double, so I wasn't able to uh, to make it down. But um, other stuff I've been I, I've been doing recently. I uh, was recently a guest on the Excelsior Journeys podcast with George Soroy. Um, he's a dude I connected with last year when he was gearing up to do his uh, 35th anniversary retrospective miniseries on Transformers the movie, which turned out really really cool. Um, but I had him on my show. So now it's, you know, it's, it's uh, taken several months, but now he's returned the favor and invited me to be on his show. So uh, that was a ton of fun and ended up being accidentally one of the most personal interviews I've ever given. Um, you know, I, 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 talked about a lot of stuff that I, I have talked about in different places, but not necessarily um consecutively or consistently um all at the same time so uh check out that episode i i've shared it but i could probably stand to share it again uh in the group and on my socials uh but that was really good uh i am thinking about doing a uh companion piece follow-up because like more or less like i i've listened to george's show before and he has a, a certain questions that he asks his guests but this was one of those things where he asked me um, only like a couple things and I had enough notes to where I just kind of ran off to the races, kind of gave him the uh, the day off and just uh, uh, just chatted for uh, like an hour and a half or something like that. Uh, pretty long episode, but uh, but a really good listen if you're interested in, you know, some of the the Mike Cyber origin story uh, type of stuff. So anyway, um, I, I was hoping to work on a follow-up to that. Um, I have not quite done that yet. Um, I might be doing that uh, next week or uh, somewhere beyond. Um, the cool part about that kind of content is that it's pretty evergreen and um, I can, uh, you know, I, I can always tell those stories later, but, uh, but speaking of um, some of those stories, I uh, was invited to the pod shed, uh, the around Seattle pod shed and had a, a really great visit with my buddy, Nick. He is starting to uh, do some podcasting. He's talked to some stand-up comedians and um, had me over. Um, and we did a, uh, we did a lot of drinking and a lot of chatting about uh, comics. We, we visited for like four hours and just, you know, um, he had hit play and just let it run. Um, He's uh he's been working on editing that and getting it out. Um, in the chat here, he says, "My bad, Mike, for not getting out our three hour, uh, three plus hour podcast out." Which, you know, uh, that's okay <laughs> uh, for a variety of reasons. One, because like we chatted for four hours, and um, I, I'm sure there's a lot of editing to do. There's maybe like two hours of good content uh in there, but but the conversations were fun, and it was kind of a even more granular follow-up to 
some of the stuff I talked about with George, like I even got deeper into uh, my fandom of KSW and some of the more local Seattle radio stuff. Um, so, yeah, so it was a really good hang. We actually talked way more about comic books than we did uh, Transformers. I, I, in fact, I don't know if Transformers even actually came up in the conversation like at all. Um so, but anyway, it, it was a really great conversation. So, um, whenever that uh, that becomes available, I will sure be sure and boost it and make sure that uh, you have the opportunity to uh, see that as well. All right. So, um, well, shoot, where do we want to start? Um, okay. Well, well, actually, I, I think the stuff I want to uh, start with is some stuff that. Um, because like when I put stuff on the box, I didn't really uh, sort it at all. Um, so I guess let me find some stuff that that um, uh, that I got before uh, TFCon, and then kind of like during TFCon, and I'll just kind of like dig uh, dig stuff out. Um, so anyway, let's start with. Um, I'm not going to do a full unboxing on it, but I want to show you uh, what. It's probably going to be kind of uh, foundational for um, the uh, uh, the the stuff I'm going to talk about because uh, that that this is actually one of the reasons why I wanted to uh, do this here at home. But uh, but yeah, so I I, I got myself a, a Studio Series 86 uh, Coronation Starscream. Now this guy here, I, I'm not going to do a. Uh, rant about packaging and boxes, uh, especially with regards to the Studio Series 86 line. But I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm saving that rant for a different episode. I think I have something in mind. As, uh, as you might recall, I have like a, a Studio Series 86 uh, Transformers the Movie Shrine in, uh, in, in our uh, in our basement room and uh with the new packaging changes um i i've run into a little bit of existential crisis with regards to um how my display is going to fix i've come up with some solutions and i'll talk about that um sometime later but yeah no i just kind of wanted to show off this box it is it's just a box you know it's like metal gear oh it's just a box um, this guy is dusty and sealed. So that's, that is a sealed box, but it's like, well, Hey, wait a sec, Mike. I think you've been posting some pictures and stuff. Um, so we're gonna, so I, I mentioned earlier that the stuff that I'm going to share with you here now is a combination of pre-orders and impulse buys. So what happened is I did a, a pre-order through um, either Hasbro Pulse or Amazon. I don't remember where uh, to get Coronation Starscream. But then later, while I was out shopping, I found him in the wild. But then after I bought this, I kind of forgot to cancel my pre-order. And literally the next day... Um, this guy shows up so um much like how uh in august of 1986 when i was seven years old and got to 
go see the Transformers the movie twice in theaters. I now have I now have two Studio Series 86 uh Coronation Star Screams. So I wanna oh you know what I should have done. What I should have done is uh put the stuff back in the box so I can do an unboxing for you, but um, but we're here now. So as you can see, it's a it's a a box, a windowless box, so you don't actually know what's in it. Uh, the tape was sealed though, so you know I I mean it's like I I don't know if there's Mountain Dew in here like uh like people are finding with their laser primes, but when you take the stuff out of the box, it's uh it's a lot of cardboard and a lot of um, a lot of non-plastic ties, which I think is pretty cool. So. Um, I, I know I said I'm not going to talk a lot about packaging here, but Hasbro is really leaning towards not uh, moving away from having plastic in their packaging. So that's part of why they're moving more to windowless boxes um, and in some stuff that that you'll see um, in a little bit. Uh, they're even doing uh, open boxes with no windows. Uh, but anyway, so that so this is uh, the the tray that all of the Starscream stuff uh, comes in. Uh, there's uh, there's the uh, instruction book. I'll throw all this all off to the side. Put this guy back over here. But the reason why I want to show this to you is anybody who knows me. Oh, let's get this out of here. Get this guy out of here. Obviously, clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, every bit of discourse regarding Coronation Starscream has involved the accessories that that uh, that he comes with. So, uh, first, you have the uh, have a cardboard backdrop uh, that um, is a really good representation of the uh, Decepticon Hall of Heroes. Uh, where uh, where Starscream uh, very briefly is crowned king of the Decepticons, and um, within that you get Starscream action figure, and he is really cool. It's a um, it's a, a reuse, a retool of the Starscream figure from the Earthrise line. Uh, which that's a great figure that I didn't have already. So some folks were salty about this guy being a reuse and a repack. Um, he does have some slightly different uh, paint apps. I don't have the other figure, so I can't do a comparison for you. But he, um, yeah, man, no, he's a, uh, he, he's a great figure. And he's got all the accessories that that you want for a transformers the movie coronation starscream he's got the crown he's got the cape i love that the cape has uh extra joints in it for some extra posability he's also got the uh shoulder pad so this this by itself should be what's in the box you know, and the, and that would be fine. There's a there's your store, Coronation Starscream. He's got the background. Looks like he stepped right out of Transformers the movie from 1986. But we all know that that's not all it comes with, and we know 
that it's a that it's a pretty big box. The other thing that this dude comes with is a big hunky purple chair. It's a big purple chair. Uh, so this is. I, I don't know if it's a, officially called this, but I call it the Nemesis Throne. Um, it's uh, well, it, it it's a chair, but what it 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 what it is is well, it's what it is is awesome. But no, it's a um, it's the captain chair, not even necessarily a throne. It's a, it's a captain seat for the starship that the Decepticons make in the uh, last episode of the pilot of the cartoon, uh, more than meets the eye part three. So when they, when they go to, you know, blast off and leave the earth to go back to Cybertron, this is what, uh, Megatron is, uh, sitting on. Wait a sec. Is that true? Or maybe it's the other way around where like, this is the, the seat that he's in earlier, uh, in the, in the cartoon. I'm a little fuzzy. I don't remember off the top of my head. My point being is that I've been salty about this since it was announced. This, uh, this entire set is, uh, well, when it, when it first came out, it retailed for 50 bucks. Uh, I think currently it's up to like 55. You might still be able to get it for 50, depending upon, um, depending upon where it is or where you can find it. I mean, um, it's, it's an overstuffed box set that at the time I perceived that a, uh, pack in was there to boost the price. And I was really mad about it. I almost didn't buy this figure, which is kind of ironic now that now that I have two. But this guy, which is a uh, Voyager scale action figure, retails for 30 bucks. And then you throw in this guy and the accessories to boost the price point up to 50 bucks. Felt a little cash grabby to me. Um and as I said, I was really mad about it. I'm, or not, not really mad, but I was, I was salty about it until I got it. Until I opened up the box and started playing with all of it. Uh, this set, I think the the Studio Series eighty six Coronation Starscream, um, might be in the running for Toy of the Year. Um, which I think that's already happened because I think it's a toy from last year, but. I don't, I don't know what, what even is time. Um, but I got it this year. So my point is that this set is a lot of fun. First of all, um, this, uh, this Earthrise uh, styled Starscream is the best seeker mold. I have had, I've had more than a couple folks tell me that again, I don't have the other versions. So uh, your mileage may vary, but I've had uh, more than a couple of folks that I trust tell me that this is a terrific seeker mold. Um, so I've I've converted him back and forth once. Um, it, it was pretty intuitive, pretty fun. I'm not going to do it here, but um, again, he does what I what I want him to do. The uh, his hand comes out the way that you want it to. Uh, as it's illustrated on the box and as he does in the movie. Um, so that's really cool. Um, but what I've discovered and a lot of other folks on Twitter have discovered as well is that 
this dude's just fun to mess with. But more than that, his accessories are fun. So like uh, there, there's a couple different accounts on Twitter. There's uh, Starscream's Taylor, uh, which uh, takes the crown and puts it on different figures. Uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, sometimes they can get the uh, um, shoulder pads to fit on uh, fit on different figures. But the the main thing, and I've had a lot of fun with this as well, is uh, the cape um, detaches, and it has a five millimeter plug on it, so that any figure, and there are a lot of them, any figure with a five millimeter port on them, either on their back or somewhere else, the, um, the Cape can plug into, that's not where that goes. Um, so yeah, so th there's a lot of folks that have been messing around with, um, with their various figures. I've been doing it also and getting a lot of play value just from the Cape and the crown and the shoulder pads and all that. In addition to uh star being a, a awesome figure but the <laughs> I, I can't believe i'm saying this so i'm saying this on a live stream somebody marked the time but i love the chair it has so much play value and i've had so much fun with it so much so to where i've actually started a new twitter account of my own called star screams throne uh the handle is at screamer chair 86 um and basically what i've been doing over the last couple months is just grabbing various figures from my display and putting them in the chair and um and and it's been tons of fun and the response to that account has been um uh pretty great so uh i i never i never expected to have so much fun with a dumb purple chair that i was mad about it being packed in and spiking the price point so i went from thinking that this box set is a ripoff to it being not only a screaming deal but probably my favorite toy of the year uh just based on the uh, again the play value that i've gotten out of the throne and the cape um i i don't mess around with the shoulder pads as much as uh some other folks but i mean it it, it is it is just so much fun like there's a there's a bunch of ports on the back of the chair so this is his uh, spare set of guns for when he's um, not wearing the shoulder pads because his uh, arm cannons, not null rays, his arm cannons are uh, fixed on a part on the um, on his actual shoulder pad and not his arm uh, specifically uh, like like his bicep or upper upper arm uh, like is is uh, traditionally presented. Um, but the way the chair is set up it has several ports on it so you can you can put a bunch of different accessories there's a little storage uh, compartment underneath but you know i mentioned about the plugs you know that so there's a five millimeter plug on the cape um and there's a five millimeter port on the back of the seat so yes starscream's throne can wear starscream's cape which is a uh, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Uh, but anyway, so uh, the, so I, I've probably talked way more about this than, than I've anticipated uh, already, but uh, again, it's, it, it is just so much fun. And so what 
my new measurement or new measurement of uh, fun with new toys is how well it interacts with uh, Starscream's throne and uh, and to an extent the cape. So uh, so expect to see more of that um, as uh, as we go through uh, through this unboxing. But yeah, I just I just kind of wanted to um, show you guys this um, this stuff before uh, before we got too much further. So I'm going to take uh hell i'll put the throne over here and we'll move the backdrop away oh and so i i haven't decided if i'm gonna open this one or not um i don't know why i would want to have a sealed windowless box um maybe i can unpack that and discuss that in upcoming legislation about packaging in the studio series uh 86 line like like i said i'm not i'm i'm not gonna mess around with it today but um one of the requests that i got though and, and i don't think they realized i i had a second one but uh fo folks will send the starscream throne twitter account requests sometimes sometimes i have the figures oftentimes i don't but i've i've gotten to be good friends with uh, uh with some of the other uh fashion um <coughs> excuse me uh with with some of the other uh more uh fashionable uh transformers toy twitter accounts anyway um and yeah no i i, I think that's about it for coronation starscream let's uh let's oh i did that thing where i told a story and then didn't uh it, it went nowhere and i forgot about it um i got a request on the starscream's throne twitter account asking can starscream's throne sit in starscream's throne well i would have to open this to find out i don't um i do kind of want that picture though i just don't know if i want to unseal the box just for that so we'll see if i decide to uh do that or not okie dokie so Right before I went to TFCon in March, that's two months ago now. My God, literally two months ago. Okay, so yeah, so this is roughly two months worth of worth of stuff. Um, literally the morning that I left, I got a delivery from uh, from Amazon, and in there I got this nerdy little boy, uh, a Studio Series eighty six Perceptor. Now, um, I got them from Amazon and I have not, um, I actually have not messed with him yet. So, so this is going to be our actual first unboxing of, uh, of the day, I guess, because yeah, he's sealed. I have not opened him. Um, but yeah, I, uh, again, I've said this a half dozen times already. I'm not going to talk about packaging, but I'm going to talk about packaging a little bit. So this is this is one of the first figures, along with Coronation Starscream, of like the new style of packaging. Now this guy still has a window. This figure still has a a window, a plastic window in it, but the box is significantly smaller than the previous uh, deluxe class figures. And what I should have done is uh is brought one of those over uh for comparisons but this is a uh, um i didn't think to do that so yeah so there's a uh there is a perceptor in his box and so yeah let's uh let's uh wipe the dust off of this guy and 
and uh, and see what's inside. Slit the tape there. Now, um, I should also mention that um, I received this package from Amazon, and they shipped it in a bag. They didn't put it in a box, and as such, all the corners are are smushed in. Um, there's a dumb sticker on top. I didn't open this for the longest time because I wasn't sure if I wanted to send it back or not. And then I decided that I I think I would just rather have the figure than worrying about sending it back, doing the return uh, to Amazon, and then taking my chances on trying to find him somewhere else. I have no idea if, uh, if Perceptor is... Uh, available or plentiful or what but um but i got him now so but yeah uh before i take him out let's take a look at this uh this box art here i love this illustration and i especially enjoy the one uh on the side here the uh, the lighting's really washing that out um yeah i i really like the expression on his face and i i don't know i, ju I just think it's a i just think it's a really cool um I think I just think it's neat art. Um, so anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's take this dude out and see uh, see what's going on here. Slips out of the box there, as you can see. Oh, that's uh, that's unfortunate. He's he's kind of weirdly posed there. So actually, that this um, I'm glad I'm I'm unboxing this here with you because like I I did have some uh, questions about like kind of how like the how the backdrops were going to work uh, because like so far all of the Studio Series eighty six figures and even like the Studio Series uh, Bayverse uh, figures have had a uh, background and so I was I was curious about how that was going to reconcile with the new style of packaging uh, but so. I'm going to set this guy off to the side for now. Uh, you can see there's a um, uh, spot for his gun as well as his uh, microscope. But going back to the box, if you take a look inside and also on the back here, you can see that he does indeed have a backdrop. And I appreciate that this, uh, this, um, this backdrop, this scene, is incredibly movie accurate. I mean, so like th this, this is the the rally point where Perceptor rolls up and says, "Ultra Magnus, you know, a, a cursory evaluation of Decepticon capability indicates a distinct tactical deficiency." And impatiently, Ultra Magnus says, "In other words," uh, and then Springer, because he's he's dope, says, uh, "We're outnumbered." Anyway, so there's uh, so there's the stand there inside the box. Um, so this dude is all suspended to the, um, uh, to the card with these plastic ties and good Lord, I don't know if you could see these or not, but there, there are dozens of oh, not dozens, but like a bunch of these little, little plastic points here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my scissors and we'll trim some of these guys here. So I would imagine if I end up repurposing any of this for a video, I would, I don't know, do something to make this less tedious for you to, uh, to watch. Cause literally you're just watching me trimming ties. Um, I don't know if we're going to untie all of the figures 
that I that I've got going on here because uh, it seems that I am talking a lot and not really burning through the boxes. So I don't I don't know if that's what you're in the mood for uh, content wise. Um, feel free and let me know in the chat. Um, but anyway, so there's there's this guy over here. Ooh, buddy, where do I want to cut that? I'm going to try to cut that at the shoulder here. It's tricky with these ties because you don't necessarily want to... Um, you don't want to cut it so close to the figure where it uh, uh, could potentially damage it. Uh, but anyway, I think he is mostly free here, uh, but it looks like I've missed one. Oh, his... Uh, uh, there's there's one more at his uh, at his waist here. So let's cut that. We'll cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Um, okay. And he should. No, he's still hung up on something. Oh, there we go. There we go. There was there was one last tie there. So, um, okay. So. Uh, so freed from his uh, uh, cardboard prison here, um, we'll set the figure off to the side for just a quick sec. Um, I'm glad that this isn't the backdrop. It is kind of weird that they printed the cardboard twice. Um, so Hasbro is trying to minimize plastic use, but it seems they're totally okay with more cardboard use. Which is also kind of funny because I think there's there's a cardboard shortage as well. Oh, that's starting to rip. Okay. I'm trying to get this dude's gun out of here. All right. There we go. So the gun is free. This lumpy thing. We'll go back at the box. So there's a perceptor there. And uh, put his gun in his hand there. Oh, that is a that is a nice snug fit. Um, oh, that's cool. So the... Uh, the um, I almost said telescope. The microscope uh, arm has uh, has some pretty cool ratcheting articulation to it and fits uh, very nicely over his shoulder to kind of give him that cartoon accurate look. Um, I really like the face sculpt. I really like the colors. I really like this figure. I, have, I haven't even messed with him yet, um, obviously, but uh, it, it's, the, it's the right proportions. Again, like the, the, the colors, the deco, it's this is exactly what I want a, a Transformers the movie uh, Perceptor to uh, look like. I can I can practically hear uh, uh, Paul Eiding's voice <laughs> um, uh, fretting about uh, navigational probabilities. Um, but the thing I did notice, and I don't again, I don't know much about this this figure, but I see some plastic. Uh, through the um, on either end, and I wonder if uh, if you can actually like look through this thing. So let's see what we got going on here. I cannot see a darn thing. In fact, actually, the plastic is opaque. That yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can actually see through this. What do you think? Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's. He, he's got some really tight joints. Looks like he's got a lot of articulation. Um, I like that he has his uh, G1 Accurate Tech treads on there. Um, 
yeah, this guy's going to be a lot of fun to mess with. But like I had mentioned uh, previously, and the reason why I wanted to show you Coronation Starscream first is because um, we're going to take a look and see how Perceptor looks with uh, Starscream's accessories. Well, first, let me get this let me get this garbage out of here. Okay. Trying to see if I can get him to stand in his own little um, backdrop, but I don't think he can because I don't think that the space at the bottom here is big enough to accommodate his cannon. So right now he's he's leaned back. Now maybe if I mess with him a little more and do a little more posing, I might be able to uh, get him to fit better. But let's. Oh, jeez, I forgot where I was leaving stuff. So let let's uh let's bring in the the uh, Star Scream stuff first of all. The cape, as I said, it's got a five millimeter port on uh, or post on there, and I think. Oh man. So we're going to see here in real time if Starscream's cape fits on Studio Series 86 Perceptor. And it sure does. Um, fits in pretty nicely. And a little bow legged there. But yeah, check that out. So yeah, so he, uh, um, the cape is a little taller than his legs. Um, but what I have discovered is through uh, just a little bit of posing. You can kind of get around that. The cape has a little bit of give. Uh, the angle is not super great here uh, because of where I've got the uh, camera, but but yeah, man, check that out. So yeah, so the um, I, I I'm I'm definitely going to take uh, a better picture of that and uh, and share it later. Uh, very very cool. And again, just enhanced play value just from the 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 dumb cape. Um, now let's see if he sits in the chair and. I think, man, these legs are tight. I think, oh, oh, see, we got the same problem with the uh, um, scope here. So let's see what we can do. Okay, so, and again, that's, that is unfortunately the problem with uh, uh, with this camera angle. But yeah, no, he, uh, he sits in there. So I, I'll, I'll futz with him a little more, uh, maybe do some better posing, but yes, uh, Studio Series 86 Perceptor can fit in Starscream's throne. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty dope. I really like that. I really like this figure. Um, I, I've always kind of liked uh, Perceptor. You know, he's he's uh, you know he's 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 a he's a sweet nerdy boy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, uh, tons of fun. Okie dokie. So we, we are going to set uh, Perceptor off to the side here. So I will keep, I'll move the throne back here, move the cape back here. And so, yeah, so we're going to, just going to put, okay. I'm not going to put all this stuff back in the box. I'm just going to set it off to the side and throw all that on the ground. What is next? Well, actually, I'm kind of going all over the road here, but um, this is a figure that I uh, picked up after 
uh, TFCon, so I'm not going chronologically, but th- this was a figure I, I picked up uh, impulsively while I was at Target. Ironically enough, the morning I went to go see the Morbius. Um, it was a 10 o'clock screening, so I had some time in the early morning before I got there. Uh, Target had just restocked their stuff, and I bought too many figures, all of which you're going to see here. But let's uh, let's start with... And you can see I've already opened him, but uh, Legacy Blaster um, or Kingdom Blaster in a in a Legacy box. Um, so this is this is one of those packaging that is um, uh, the the new style of windowless packaging, like we were talking about earlier with Perceptor. He still has a window. Blaster does not. Um, uh, I so yeah. So I've sensed unboxed him and all of that, but I'm being very silly with it. I don't. I don't know why I'm doing it that way. Okay, let's uh, let's get to the unboxing, and I want to talk about this figure a little more with you. So there's a, um, a slightly better angle on on his box. The thing that I want to comment on is that again, Hasbro is doing this style of packaging to minimize the amount of plastic used. I like it, no problem. But at a time where they are at a time when they were making the studio series deluxe class boxes smaller, well, in the Voyagers as well, when they're making the boxes smaller, why is it that this box is smaller and this one is still pretty big? And, you know, I'm a box collector, you know, and I like displaying things in package and I'm kind of frustrated by the legacy packaging. I love the vibe and aesthetic. I love the colors. I love like the whole kind of like synth wavy uh, type of vibe. And I like the box art, but I don't like how it presents after it's been opened. So I have since freed blaster from his ties. So you don't have to watch me uh, cut everything again, but it's, it's frustrating. Cause like, well, one, I could just, I think I could pull him out that way. Mostly. I don't know. Hopefully his head doesn't come off, but I don't know how to display this. Um, do I display it like that? That looks kind of dopey with like the, this extra chunk at the top here. Um, you can see this chunk in the back here where he kind of sat up and back. Well, actually, let me let me get this. Let me get this open so you can see what I'm what I'm talking about. Um, oh, that just that just all comes right out. So, yeah, he has a, a cardboard backing. And, you know, you can see where like all the all the ties were significantly less than Perceptor, ironically enough. But he has this um, notch in his back that fit here, basically. So it was like that a little spot for his legs, a slot for his gun. And I think uh, Eject just kind of was taped into the side there. So he sits on the on the card that way, which I don't like. I don't know. It, re- it really kind of bugs me. Um, Apollo just uh, uh, threw in the chat. You could add a small riser in the box so he's up higher. That's actually a really good idea. Um, 
but I don't know. Well, actually, you know, I could probably just grab some like scrap cardboard or something just to kind of like boost his boost his feet up. But it's frustrating that you have to invest in more packaging to display stuff in the packaging, if that makes sense. Now, again, I'm kind of out of my mind. It's like, you know, I buy uh, transforming robot toys to display them in the box. Doesn't really make a lot of sense, but I, I, I think a more elegant solution would be just to kind of minimize the, the cardboard. And I'm not exactly sure why they didn't do that. I haven't, I haven't purchased enough legacy figures in this size class to know if that's something common um, or if it might just be with blaster um, because he, he is a repack from the previous uh, line from the kingdom line. So maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know, but regardless, this figure is great. Um, again, they're, they're just a, uh, I, I really appreciate the uh, very screen accurate aesthetic. Um, I was talking with uh, some buddies recently and he, he's not specifically a retool of Soundwave, but there are some shared parts. I think I can't necessarily identify all of them, but like his transformation is very similar. And um, like on his back here, this uh this uh this butt flap is a uh, uh, very similar um to uh to soundwave so there's there's a lot of shared engineering and a lot of shared parts uh within here but um but this is still a really cool uh representation of blaster i don't have anything bad to say about it um so he uh um comes with his gun he's got um his uh um trusty electro scrambler um he also, you might not be able to see it here as uh, readily apparent, but his, um, that's either a trigger finger, uh, the, the way his finger is extended there, it's either as a trigger finger or as a um, uh, spot to press his own buttons on his abdomen, very similar to uh, how Soundwave has his eject button um, over uh, over on top of his shoulder that that works. So, and I mentioned uh, shared engineering and shared parts. Um, this also has a uh, spring loaded uh, door. This is a lot of clear plastic, but this portion, the yellow portion here, is all solid plastic. So there is the clear plastic window, but it's not. But this is the yellow portion is plastic as well, so it's not clear plastic that's been uh, painted. Um, so that's pretty cool. He also has a, um, a little cassette dude, a uh, little uh, little cassette buddy. Um, I I kind of like the uh, the War for Cybertron and Legacy uh, cassettes. Um, because like the, the the proportions are kind of funny, um, they 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 just end up being like um, uh, stubby little little fellas. Um, see if I can get his head out here. Um, I know I said I wasn't going to do a lot of uh, um, transforming, but you know, and I'm still not. I I can't futz with this guy right now, but he fits. Um, I was about to say he fits very cleanly inside Blaster's chest, and then I was having some trouble getting it in Blaster's chest. That's not as clean as it was when I was messing with it earlier. Um, 
I promise you he fits in there. Um, so anyway, yeah, so he's, uh, um, I, I, I really like it. Um, and it's, it brings up a question that again, I don't want to necessarily litigate here. Don't want to necessarily unpack here. You have, um, you have blaster who is in transformers, the movie, but he's in the kingdom line and now in legacy. On the other hand, you have his buddy Perceptor, who was also in the movie and is also a season two character, but gets a Studio Series 86 figure. What is the difference? Um, I mean, I, 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 I'm sure somebody uh, smarter than me in the content creation community could, uh, you know, through through their relationships with with Hasbro could explain pack assortments and um you know what goes into what assortment but the point i want to make here is that these two figures look really good together um and i i tweeted this recently but i think that because of their role of in that in that first part of the movie that blaster and perceptor are as much movie characters as the new characters like say like ultra magnus or or cup or hot rod or rc um springer um and it kind of inspires a question of who is and who isn't a 86 movie character so like one of the first studio series 86 figures was jazz i don't consider jazz to be a movie character he's in the movie he has lines but he doesn't really play a prominent role um same with cliff jumper you know uh he and jazz are hanging out on the moon base and they're they're characters from the from the 84 line that that made it through but I guess in, in the case of uh, Perceptor and Blaster, I think because they are featured so prominently in the movie, in fact, in, uh, oh, this is why I think uh, Blaster is a movie character. One of the, the cool things, again, it's, it's kind of taken for granted uh, uh, 36 years later, but that scene in the movie is the first reveal that Blaster has tapes. So Blaster was a season two character and you know he uh he faces off with uh soundwave and autobop and they intentionally kind of keep the tapes out of the fight because at that point blaster didn't have any tapes they didn't come out until uh 1986 so that first scene in the movie when uh, uh perceptor and blaster are being attacked in the crow's nest by the tapes you know uh rumble frenzy ravage and rat bat um it was actually a really cool reveal where uh perceptors like run blaster, save yourself. And then, uh, Oh, I, I threw, I threw the tape in the, in the done pile already, but, uh, but he, he has the, this cool moment where he, you know, uh, a uh, sidekicks ravage away and he's like, no way two can play and pops a chest and, and, uh, and unleashes his own little dudes. Um, 
that it's it's so odd but that's actually like one of my favorite scenes in the movie um i like the tapes and i like the the size and scale i i like that they're just um they're miscreants <laughs> they're they're hooligans um and i liked you know how how that's portrayed in that scene in the movie um especially showcasing the size difference between uh blaster and perceptor and and the uh, uh the cassettes point being i'm glad that i've got these two together um but i can't quite figure out how i'm going to display them yet because again uh they're they're they have two different boxes and two different lines now you could say well just throw away the boxes and uh display them exactly the way you have them right now which i may end up doing but um um Anyway, these uh these guys look really cool together. I I like that that Perceptor is just a little bit smaller than Blaster, um, and I I, I think that I think they scale together uh pretty well. I don't I'd have to watch the movie again to see if they scale this way when when they're together. But but Blaster is a big dude. In fact, actually, his uh G one toy is massive and like towers over everybody. He's like twice as big as Optimus Prime. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah. So let me, let me set these guys off to the side and, and yeah, just for, just for funsies. I want to show you those boxes again. So yeah. So it's like, if I'm displaying boxes, there's no way I can put these on the same shelf side by side. It just looks so incongruous. And in Another episode I'm going to do at another time where I'm talking more about the Studio Series 86 line and uh, the change in packaging and how I feel about it. Um, I want to kind of get into the debate about whether these quote unquote movie characters should be repacked into Studio Series 86 boxes. But um, we'll do that a different day. All right, so uh, let's see what's next. Oh no, he's a he is a TFCon. Um, oh hey, do we want to open this guy? Uh, so at that same Target run, I also got myself. Speaking of Studio Series, got myself a movie Soundwave, um, and I grabbed this figure literally on impulse. Um, it was, uh, I, I think it's a little harder to find. And so I, I just got caught up in it. It's like, I, I grabbed blaster. I grabbed this guy. And then, uh, since I'm talking about him as well, bring him over. I also grabbed myself, um, silver streak, AKA blue, blue streak. His box is over in the corner. I'm not going to bother, uh, taking, taking it out and showing you, but ironically enough, this was the figure I went to target for uh to <laughs> to look for and so i found him and i i think he i think he's kind of peg warming now like i mean it's like it was it was kind of hard to find it at first um but then yeah now now it's now you can get him everywhere i think um but yeah so um yeah let's talk about a couple things one let's um you know, let's talk about blue blue streak briefly um, so yeah, so he, he's cool. Um, this, this, uh, silver blue and black deco is, uh, is really cool. 
I I'm not crazy about the white. Um, it's fine, but yeah, it's it, it's not my favorite. And this um this figure, this is actually the first uh Dotson mold I got of the of the current line. Um, so I don't have uh Prowl or Smokescreen or Blue Streak or Barricade. Um I I've heard mixed results about this particular mold and i kind of echo this those mixed results he's fine I, d I don't necessarily have anything bad to say about it but the um the conversion isn't it isn't as fun as i was hoping for so like when when i was a kid i i was a huge fan of uh of the dotson mold and uh, not necessarily the characters, though. I mean, I like Prowl fine. Uh, Blue Streak didn't necessarily have a whole lot of character, but I was completely taken with uh, the aesthetic of the Dotson Z car, and I really liked how the how uh, the car looked, and I really liked how the the character model of that mold looked. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I I. I was kind of hoping that this figure would be just as fun as uh, Sideswipe and that maybe I would be inspired to build a Dotson army just like I've built a Sideswipe army, and I'm not. Um, I like it fine, but I don't like it enough to go uh, find more. Uh, conversely, like when I got Deep Cover, uh, a blue Deep Cover, last year the the um the blue sideswipe mold i just i really love that figure and it really uh really um uh inspired me to geez uh really inspired me to check out more of that mold and to um build an army with it but yeah i mean i mean this guy he's he's fine but um his uh his knees are a little loose um, a good portion of his um, shin, uh, this lower leg portion, is all clear plastic. Um, so I wonder about the durability of it. I do like that he's... I don't know why I switched the camera back. Um, I do like that he's uh, that he's got um, ankle rocker uh, for uh, some additional posability. But his feet are too damn big. It's... I don't know. The, the the proportions on him are kind of weird and his uh his knees are kind of loose, or at least on my copy. Um which again, not not specifically bad, but I would be lying to you if I didn't say I wasn't just a little disappointed with this guy. Um the white is a little too striking for my taste. I think I would prefer um a little more gray and I do like the color. I, I do like the 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 more indigo, um, and I like it because it's different than uh, blue sideswipe, uh, blue deep cover. Um, I, I I did a, a picture with the two of them together uh, a little bit ago, and so I do kind of like how how they look together. But yeah, um, I don't know exactly what I was looking for in this figure, but I don't know if I found it. Um, Again, he's fun. He's okay, um, but but does not blow my hair back. Uh, the masterpiece version of this uh, MP18B is um, 
is terrific. I love that. And I think the difference is, is the white versus the gray. He's got um, all on, on the masterpiece version. It's all, it's all grayed out. Um, and the, um, the, the same silver there. Um, I, I have, I have a very specific color palette that I'm super into. And between this character and blue deep cover, it's got me covered. I, I would, um, I, I, wonder sometimes if I should do like a separate collection of just characters that are uh, blue, black, gray, silver, and occasionally white, but more it's the blue, black, and silver. Uh, like I said, the, the white kind of um, kind of throws that off a little bit. Whereas that blue deep cover, he's got the, um, the blue, um, the, the black accents, the gray, and and the silver in the form of the uh, battle damage. So I, I really like that figure. I'm not talking about that figure. He's over on my shelf uh, over there. I'm not going to go grab him. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so so Silver Streak, he's fine. I'm uh, I I do think it's interesting that they did him in uh, Buzzworthy as the target exclusive instead of uh, uh, Generation Selects, which I think we all thought that's what was going to happen to him. I didn't even talk about the door wings. Jeez. I keep saying, Oh, he's fine. He's fine. But the thing that really gets my imagination about the dots and mold, why I liked those versions of the characters, the animation models specifically is because of the door wings. I think door wings on, on uh, ground pounders on, uh, on cars and vehicles is probably my very favorite Transformers thing. I don't know. There's there's just something about doors presenting as wings that 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 screams. Ve- it's very Transformers to me. So when I when I think of Transformers and like my favorite um, character body types, it always comes back to body styles like this, where it's very visible and prominent car parts. Where you know it's like headlights, bumpers, uh, tires, um, you know, fenders, uh, taillights, all all this other stuff. So that 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 I don't know why I'm not in love with this figure because it's it should be everything I want it to be. It's it's the right color scheme. Uh, the 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 face sculpt is great. I mean, it looks basically like the masterpiece head. Um, I just I don't know why this uh this this figure doesn't do it for me and I'm not, it's not because it's bad but yeah I don't I don't know I I I've been thinking about it for a while and I think I still need to think about it for some more but um yeah he's fine okay I'm done talking about this dude um I'm going to set him in the done pile um let me see um I kind of did myself a disservice in the way that I stacked my boxes go back to the drawing board on that. Um, okay. So I, I did get a handful of things at, uh, at TFCon. Um, you know, I've talked about my, uh, alternators collection. I have not messed around with vinyl tech until now. Got myself a, um, uh, this is alert from the vinyl tech asterisk series. And, um, it's, it's basically the Subaru, um, no, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. No. So this is the Subaru Impreza mold, um, that, that smokescreen and, um, God, who else, uh, Ricochet 
and a couple other characters that should not have the dots and mold um ported over to the Subaru mold this uh the die cast is super heavy um this particular copy has a little bit of paint chipping on it but that's fine um i got a really good price on it and um now that i have something from the the deep cuts uh vinyl tech line i don't know if that means i'm going to get more or not but um but it's a it's a cool figure it's a lot of fun let's uh um let's uh let's keep this going and uh i am gonna show you a box that um that i actually got from gamestop of all places actually gamestop has been a uh, really clutch in terms of like getting stuff earlier uh than other retailers like i used to order a lot of stuff off of or pre-order a lot of stuff from hasbro pulse but um I, I kind of got tired of getting stuff last. So now I don't necessarily want stuff first, but close to first. So within this guy, I got, oh, geez. Oh, sorry, Missy. Oh, the cat's over there. Um, I, uh, I got the latest uh, Black Series Bubba Fett. So I'm going to set this guy over here and I'm not necessarily going to spend a lot of time uh, going through him. Um, but I do kind of want to show him to you a little bit because this, uh, um, this figure is great. Um, it, it represents his um, it says book of Boba Fett, but it's not. Uh, this is uh, this is actually his look from uh, season two of Mandalorian, where basically after he gets his armor back, he uh, repaints it, gets a new outfit, and um, and just kind of has a new outfit. I um I, I could talk about Boba Fett figures later, but I've uh, I've had tons of fun with this guy. Um, there's a damn camera. There it is. I'm leaning too far over. Um, but this is a this is a really, really nice figure. Um, so this is one of those uh, quote unquote deluxe uh, black series. Uh, like I, I think it cost me 30 bucks, but um, but the sculpting and the details on him are really neat. I'll mess with them a little more uh, in a different video. Um, like, you know, if, if you're following my Starscream's throne account, uh, screamer chair 86, you've seen that, uh, Boba Fett has already had a, uh, a seat on the throne. Um, but anyway, th this, uh, um, this dude rules. Uh, so, oh, looks like, uh, Alpha Magnus is in the chat. Uh, this is the only one I was thinking of getting. Uh, yeah, if you're going to buy one Boba Fett figure, get this one. He rules. Uh, that's uh, that's why I based Macho Mandalorian on. And if you have, if you haven't seen Alpha Magnus's cosplays, um, uh, do yourself a favor because uh, you're really missing out. But yeah, let's uh, um, I'm going to mess around with this guy uh, just a, just a little bit. Um, you can't necessarily see it in this lighting, but um all of the pictures that I've seen, the the face sculpt is very plain, but when you get it in hand, there's a lot of the, I, I know it's just a big white blur, but uh, but he's got like a lot of the, the facial scarring and stuff that he has in the in the TV show. But there's uh, there's a number of different plastics in this figure. like uh, for example, his vest, uh, his armor plating is actually a more softer, more supple. Uh, plastic and it actually feels like it's a separate piece that 
that the figure for lack of better term is wearing so kind of like how uh like uh like the you know old uh hooded cobra commander gi joe figure you know it's like had had that kind of like soft uh softer goods um uh plastic this kind of has the same thing um he also has a soft uh softer plastic uh belt and um and a little skirt here um so that's that's all one piece there's a flap on the back a flap on the front and the belt which i think presents very nicely he also has a holster coming from the belt that his gun does fit in um as well as having a, a soft plastic loop that goes um uh that goes around him now one thing I was kind of concerned about with the with this figure is how poseable his lower half would be because basically it's kind of like a a skirt or like you know just a a really um uh a flouncy pants um flouncy isn't the word a baggy uh baggy pants but um they uh, they did a really good job of sculpting those details into the figure where he's actually shockingly posable and you can pose him in a way that doesn't break the mold so like you know he's uh he's got great foot articulation he's got you know a um uh ankle rockers well he's not transformed he doesn't have ankle rockers but everything on him moves his uh um shins knees and uh like i mentioned you know, he can sit in the Starscream throne, so you you kick his legs out, and his knees actually bend, and he can sit pretty well. And again, the only thing that kind of uh, breaks the mold a little bit is this guy. I think that juts out just a little farther um, than than I would like. But but again, I I love the the color and the sculpt and really um, everything about this figure. Um, I, you know, I might mess with him in a different video when I, when, um, you know, when I'm not trying to take more time because I do still have a bunch of boxes and I want to get through it a little more quickly than I did in that first stream. So, so I'm going to take this Boba Fett off uh, to the side. But again, I, I have more things to say about this figure and I have more things to say about um, uh, Star Wars Black Series Boba Fett figures in general. Uh, but we'll, um, uh, we'll, uh, we'll unpack that later. So we're just going to set this guy off to the side. We're going to throw him in the done pile. And what is next? I don't know. Um, let's see. Oh, this guy's from Hasbro pulse. Oh, speaking of Hasbro pulse. Okay. So, um, so, um, this, I don't know if I want to do this story now. Um, I've already looked at it. I know what this is. I'm just going to open it for you and I'll tell the story. I'm not going to take the figure out of the box, but I'm just kind of want to talk about it briefly. Okay. So take this guy out, get the paper out of here. It's buzzworthy cup. So that's the uh, Target exclusive. Hasbro Pulse has had him on and off. Um, I I caught him at a time that he happened to be um, available on the Pulse. So I'll uh, I'll switch cameras here and we'll get um, we'll get a, a slightly better look at him. Uh, switch. There you go. Um, so basically, this is 
the more uh i guess for lack of a better term movie accurate uh deco of studio series cup um the only thing i want to say about this figure for now is that i paid way more for it than i i probably should have this one was a total impulse buy um so i got hit uh for uh sales tax well i mean i would get hit with sales tax anyway but um when studio series 86 cup came out last year it's a deluxe class figure 20 dollars price point this guy retail on uh on hasbro pulse and i would imagine target as well 24.99 so you know it's a it's a five dollar increase so increase in retail indicates a also a uh increase in sales tax economics but also um i don't know what the threshold for hasbro pulse is to do free shipping it used to be like 50 bucks like you could just buy a leader class figure um and automatically have have free shipping um $6.99 for shipping. So that that box, I'm I'm keeping that box because it's a it's a nice box and I paid seven bucks for it. So, but for this $20 figure, uh, by the time you get through taxes and shipping, I paid $37 for it. Not something like 36, it's 37. So I'm 37 going class. Oh my god. Um almost twice what I paid for the same figure a year ago, just because I want, I want the damn uh, distressed deco uh, like he has in the movie. Um, so when I do my video uh, sometime in the future about the, um, uh, about the studio series 86 uh, boxes and uh, my shrine in the other room, I have some more thoughts about uh buzzworthy cup, but, um, but I did pick him up Um uh, very recently. Uh, so uh, Alpha Magnus mentions in the comments, I don't think free shipping is on Pulse anymore. And I think you're right. I don't know when that changed, but it did it. Um, it did at some point, but I, I remember, I remember last year um, it, and it, it wasn't necessarily free. It was just kind of like, um, I don't know, complimentary, but basically like when you spent a certain amount they uh, um, wouldn't charge you for shipping. So I posted a screen grab of my receipt from Pulse on Twitter. And I, I, I just, I, I posted something glib saying like, ah, I don't think this is fun anymore. Just basically talking about the increase in price. I mean, I think, and again, maybe that's a whole nother podcast and a whole nother video and a whole nother thing for a whole different time. But um, I think a lot of folks are getting priced out of the hobby because of things like like this where it's like a last year a $20 figure now costs you $37 out the door so um again i i i prefer i would have preferred to have found him in the wild at at target but um here in the pacific northwest um th those get snapped up um for whatever reason you can you can find a uh, silver streak as much as the day is long but uh no cups no cliff jumpers very weird all right, let's keep it moving. Uh, what do we got next? Okay, so this is oh, I know what this is. This is from uh, Super Seven. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of uh, uh, switch gears a little bit and go from transforming robots to well, let's see what's in here. We got oh, so much paper. 
I can see it. Well, now you can see it, so I may as well show you. I was I was going to make a joke about transforming robots, but um, that that I I'll be honest with you, this was a straight up impulse buy. So I um, no, the other thing is an impulse buy. Bought myself from Super Seven, GI Joe version two animated Snake Guys. Now. This guy, um, this this is kind of following up on a promise I made online because, like, they Super Seven has the GI Joe license. They've been doing GI Joe figures for a while now. They're they're a terrific variety. They're also prohibitively expensive. This is a twenty dollar figure um, at a time where. Uh, Hasbro retro series, uh, Marvel Legends, the three and three quarter scales are 10 bucks. Um, I know it's the cost of the license or whatever, but the deal I made with myself is, and I didn't think that they would actually do it, but if they did a version two Snake Eyes, I would have to buy it. So I bought it. Now, speaking of shipping and impulse buys, I bought another figure as well, thinking that if I bought more, I would get a break on shipping. That was not the case at all. But this was another figure that I made myself a deal. If I ever saw it, I would buy it. And this is the uh, Super 7 um, Deluxe uh, Devastator figure. So this is your uh, Snake Eyes is a is your standard um uh, Super Seven figure. And again, the the lighting is almost a little too bright. Um this figure is great. He really looks like a uh, cartoon accurate animated snake eyes, uh, the version two. Um, and, and again, th th this is the figure I wanted. This is the figure that I said I was going to get. Um, but yeah, man, that, that, that price point though, th this one was, uh, this one was a little hard to swallow this guy. Um, so this is 20, uh, this guy retails for 25, but if you look at the size difference, I feel like I get, I get my, um, I feel like I get my money's worth out of these. Um, I don't have many of the, well, I don't have many super seven figures, but then I, I have at least a half dozen. Now let me start over. This is the only GI Joe figure I have from that line. And probably the only one I'll ever get because I because I'm I'm a sucker for for version two Snake Eyes. It's one of my all time favorite characters. I'm also a big fan of uh, Devastator and the Constructicons, and I really like how this figure looks. And I like the size of it. I like the scale of it. But um, the thing that's so cool about these Super Seven reaction figures is the card art. You know, it's obviously homaging the iconic uh, uh, Kenner. Star Wars series and then, and then to an extent, uh, GI Joe as well. Um, so they've done, um, a couple waves of transformers figures. The only ones I have are the specific branded transformers, the movie figures. Um, so this is the only one of just regular regular transformers. And as I said, this was an impulse buy. Um, I knew I was going to get this guy. I, I never saw a pre-order. I just, I just went to the super seven website and I was just like, Oh, Hey, um, and bought it. Uh, this guy was, uh, this guy was impulse. And what's funny though, is when I went to go check out the amount of shipping increased, this was like six bucks. And I thought if I bought more, they might give me a break on shipping. No, they cost me, cost me more. Like, um, it ended up being like $9 
for for shipping which um again those of us that ship stuff know that that's that that ain't so bad for for shipping a box like this but um but yeah these are really cool um i am never going to open them um or i'm never going to open um a devastator because the thing for me the reason why i like these these super 7 reaction figures is the entire aesthetic of the uh of the blister card the card back and the art um so yeah so um uh alpha magnus i have those same quote unquote only if these do random clauses star saber was literally one of them um i've definitely made strategic choices that having to do with uh prices and then um i had a rule about only getting uh christmas prime if i saw it in the store never looked to see if it was even available in stores lol um yeah exactly you, you know what i'm saying it's it's one of those things where it's like if you come across it get it but yeah i um went a little too impulsive on these guys i probably should have just bought snake eyes and uh and left it be not that i'm not that i am dissatisfied with devastator but like with all of the other stuff that i've got i don't know if i need him so um uh what else okay so oh that that was the box for oh these guys so that's that's done okay cool oh shoot we're uh we're uh we're cooking with gas here very good um all right so this uh this next box is a well no okay uh Hang on, I'm trying to resort on the on the fly here. Yeah, let's do this one. Okay, because um, like I I have I have two mystery boxes and I want to save those for the end. Okay, so uh, this box is um, th this is just a straight up uh, purchase. It's just um, uh, something from I, I I bought from a from a dude on Twitter. Um, I, I know a lot of folks in Transformers fandom uh, are familiar with uh, with uh, Brentosaur with uh, with Brent. Um, I don't know him very well. We don't interact often, but um, but a lot of folks do and speak very highly of him. But anyway, he was uh, he was selling some figures, and um, I saw one that um, that crossed um, that that got my attention that I decided i wanted so i wanted to help him out by buying some stuff but then also uh get a figure uh for myself it's gonna need a uh, the letter opener here so and i am opening this from the bottom because both of our addresses are on the top and i don't want to uh unintentionally uh dox us you know just in case like you know stinky pete is looking for uh <laughs> looking for reasons to come after folks uh anyway so yeah let's uh let's get this guy opened and i will i will show you the figure within and we'll kind of talk about what this figure is and all that other stuff okay let's see what we got going here We've got a Woo, got a baggie. Okay, so we got a bag and another bag. Okay. Toss that box in the done pile. And okay, so I think we should probably open the larger bag first. Oh, this is these are these are those nice target bags that uh, that you have to pay extra for. I'm keeping these. I'm going to use them. 
Oh, I see a flash of purple. And we got ourselves... Got ourselves a Galvatron. So there's, there's the figure in there. There is nothing else in the bag. So we'll throw that in uh, throw that in the done pile. So I'm assuming this other bag has got to be all the uh, accessories and whatnot. All right, let me make sure I got everything in there. So I don't think he comes with a whole lot. So yeah, so um, so yeah, you got got the figure, the um, electro fusion cannon, and the uh, two guns that look weirdly like the revenge for some weird reason. Um, and then of course the, uh, the blinged out uh, matrix of leadership, which I, um, okay. That, that does not come off the chain. Very good. Okay. So um, how do you know if it's got the, got the right shoulders on it or not? It, it looks like his shoulders are okay. Um, uh, Andrew asks in the, in the chat, um, uh, he's pretty good. Will you get the DNA upgrade kit? I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. I'm not sure if I need it. Um, so with, uh, um, with this guy, with, uh, with kingdom Galvatron first, I mean, he's, he's pretty hefty. Um, I really like that. That's kind of like the way you want Galvatron to, uh, uh, present, Oh, uh, uh, thank you, Andrew, for letting me know about the uh, shoulders. Cause like, I, I remember there was like, there was like so much discourse about like the shoulders. Oh man, my, I got the wrong shoulders. I got the, you know, the, the correct shoulders to the point where I, I can't, I can't tell the difference. I don't, um, I, I don't want to litigate it here, but yeah, I just, I, I wonder, um, like if it's backwards or upside down or, um, or whatever, but okay. So Brent gave me a really good deal on this guy. So um, this, uh, this, I've wanted this, this, uh, I, I've wanted this figure. Um, I, I want a Galvatron and I want a Galvatron that, you know, can, can scale and hang out with my other movie figures, you know, so that, you know, uh, Rodimus over there on the corner has somebody to beat up on. Now I know one of the criticisms, particularly of the kingdom version is the uh the space mud you know the the uh uh the battle damage around his feet and around his chest but i tell you having him in hand yes it's noticeable but it, it i don't know man it is really not a deal breaker for me so the way that that i kind of justified it and litigated it is th there there are certain figures that like i think i want but i don't want to necessarily pay retail for so like uh, another example of that would be like uh kingdom ultra magnus you know it's like i i wanted a movie ultra magnus but i i couldn't justify the price so i i um happened to find one at Sidefest, um got a really good deal on it as well and this kind of goes back to my whole litigation about like studio series 86 boxes and um who's a movie character and who isn't but i wasn't excited to pay full retail for this guy because of the space mud but if my dude brent is giving me a killer deal on it i can look past it so it's an example of like price kind of determines what my tolerance level is but um but again he's he's really cool i uh um yeah i i like him i i think i'm i'm, I'm gonna have fun 
uh, uh, messing around with him here. Um, which reminds me, though, that um, he, he can have a friend because this whole time I've had this guy. I've had the uh, uh, let me make sure I got the the uh, correct attribution. This is the Behold Galvatron Unicron Companion Pack. Or I'm sorry, behold Galvatron exclamation point Unicron companion pack. Um, this guy's cool. I'm um, I'm gonna switch uh, switch cameras back here for a sec. Um, I have been meaning to unbox this guy for uh, for a really long time. Um, obviously, I mean it, it should be apparent why I got it. I mean it's a it's a Transformers the movie Unicron. This is. Um, the purple one. So I'm not going to fully unbox him here. Um, you can see how he's got like the, the, um, uh, the ties on him. Uh, but anyway, th this guy, this guy is so cool. It's so rad. Um, I haven't had uh, the, the chance to unbox him yet, but then I decided that, you know, I, uh, this, this is like a very special, very specific Galvatron that I wanted, but then I also kind of, wanted a uh for lack of better term regular uh galvatron so now that i have the kingdom version i feel like um i've accomplished that and now i can i can do those same pictures that um that other folks have been doing uh with um you know like showing the the transition i've got i've got both versions of the red megatron as well you know like it's like the the regular megatron and then like the the purple plastic uh clear plastic uh, uh transition one so i'm sure i'm going to be doing uh tons of photos uh with this dude um at some point or these dudes at some point but yeah no i uh i'm uh grateful to brent for um uh, giving me a really cool deal, a uh, really good deal on uh, on this guy so that um, I'm uh, taking him off his hands and adding him to my collection as well. And now I don't have to stress about uh, spending $55 on the uh, the legacy one, which doesn't have the space mud on it, which I think that's exactly what they were saying. It's like, well, I don't know. I, I, I've already said it enough. You know, it's like, it, it's more or less price determines tolerance. So if I don't want the space mud, you know, I, I could, I could figure out how to, how to get it off. I, I know you can get it off, but um, anyway, enough, enough about that. I I'm, I'm super happy to have a loose Galvatron that I don't have to worry about having a kingdom box for, and it's all good. So uh, we're going to get to our second to the last item here in this unboxing. And this is a, uh, this is a box from Amazon. And I, um, if I, if I was to guess, I think this is Autobot spike. Um, so, or exosuit spike, I mean. Um, so if you haven't been following the saga of the, um, the I keep trying to say Studio Series A6, but the the uh, the core class uh, exosuit spike, it's a listing that that's like appeared and reappeared. It's it's now since showed up on other retailers like it was on a pre order for a big bad toy store um, and and I think Entertainment Earth as well. But I was keeping an eye on the Amazon listing because like it it, it appeared and then it disappeared and then it reappeared again saying it was unavailable 
Um, oh, cool. Alpha Magnus Creations figure out how to post as his as his page. Um, offline, I will ask you how to do that because I don't know if I know how to post uh, uh, from my page. I think I think I have to post as me, Mike Seibert, instead of uh, Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. But we can litigate that um, later. Um, so, but anyway, the 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 thing with the um, with Spike is he's a transformers the movie figure so you know my rule if it has transformers the movie on it i'm gonna buy it so um and and, and it's a figure i'm looking forward to i think um I, I i think i think it's a at least in the pictures a good representation of spike in his exosuit and I like that they're doing it in core class um, at, at that $9.99 price point. I think that's perfect for that figure because it's not a sophisticated transformation. His arms just kind of tuck in. Um, I do wonder if they're going to do like maybe like a downscale Daniel at some point, or maybe they'll they'll consider the the Daniel that came with Slug the um the the downsided was. I I don't know. Uh, yeah, you gotta get that vat of dead transformers to, uh, hang him above. You gotta get like the claws and stuff. Um, forget the pit of judgment. You, when, when are we going to get like the, the smelting pool, uh, Unicron digestive, uh, lava pit? Um, I think that would be, I think that would be really cool, but, uh, but yeah, so let's, uh, let's take a look in this, uh, in the box here and, uh, and get a look at, um, at, uh, at exosuit spike here letter opener uh cut that guy open cut my life into pieces this is my last resort Suffocation, no breathing. song is awful that band is awful that music from that time is awful i cannot get that open am i gonna need the scissors damn that's well let's see if i can get around it all right. Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> oh, that is not Spike at all. Oh, oh shit. I know what this is. Holy crap. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh um I know I got surprises coming in my in my Alpha Magnus box, but um that is not Spike at all. Oh, holy shit. Look at that. Retro series Boba Fett. Oh, and he's got a friend. It's a, it's, it's another one. Oh, I'm sorry. I did. I did not. So I pre-ordered these like last year, but, um, I did, I didn't realize that they had, uh, had shipped. So, yeah, so this is, um, the, uh, uh, Kenner or Hasbro retro collection, um, uh, Boba Fett, as he appeared ironically enough oh we were just talking about it so it's basically it's basically the three and three quarter scale version retro style of this guy and i i forget if i if i covered this when it, when i talked about this dude a little bit ago but um i've been a fan of boba fett for as long as i can remember um and you know, I've talked about this a lot already. You know, when he showed up at the end of season two of Mandalorian, it was, you know, very special for me and very uh, important. I'm not going to talk about my feelings about the uh, book of Boba Fett right here. I have thoughts. Some of them you've heard, some of them you haven't. 
but um stepping back for a moment this is his look from from when he showed up in the next episode uh i i oh damn it what what episode number was it six seven whatever this is the episode after he gets his armor back and for me this is probably like aside from like the you know quote unquote classic like the empire strikes back version or even the empire strikes back version this is my favorite version of the boba fett outfit i like that it's repainted um i like the black that's actually my favorite thing and it presents here as well i i i almost feel like boba fett went through the same uh uh kind of perspective as uh christian bale batman it's like does it come in black i never would have thought that uh the boba fett costume would look so cool with uh with the black undersuit but yeah um yeah man this this guy rules um i i'm really you know when when i put in the pre-order it said like oh man it's not gonna ship until july of 2022 which at that point was like the far-flung future and uh now it's not even june and and they're here oh this this is cool i um you know i i have thoughts about the uh retro collection i think uh for the most part it's um it's pretty neat i hate this sticker this thing is god awful but i gotta tell you this this figure is nice i mean obviously it has way more paint apps than than the original boba fett figure but um it's it's the right size it's the right scale and much like with his uh um black series counterpart seems to to really incorporate the the baggy pants very well the the karnov pants uh very very well without it without it looking um silly um yeah very nice and in a lot of the pictures um this kind of presents more as dark brown and i suppose it kind of is but it is so dark brown that it may as well be black um i think i think it's a it's a really 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 cool uh representation of that iteration of the character and um i you know obviously i bought two you know one uh one to open and um one to um just have mint on the card and since these are at that the ten dollar price point instead of the twenty dollar price point um you know it's it's a it's a lot more feasible but i want to bring back up this uh the super seven thing I'll bring snake eyes back over here. So this is super seven snake eyes, $20 figure. This is Kenner Hasbro Boba Fett, half the price point. And so, I mean the, um, the card, the cardboard in the, in the card back here is obviously significantly more flimsy. Like this is a pretty rigid cardboard card back, but if you look, I mean, look, looking at the individual figures, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't see the justification for the double the price point. And again, I know it's the licensing, um, but man, the thing that, that Hasbro can do here at the $10 price point, that's, 
that's pretty magic. Like, in fact, all of the the retro collection for the Mandalorian, where there are new figures done in the style of the 70s and 80s uh, Star Wars uh, figures is pretty darn uh, it's it's a pretty cool trick that they've been able to um, uh, pull off. That that is a great point that they are both licenses uh, because yeah, Hasbro isn't owned by Disney. What are we talking about? Um, something something to litigate later, I suppose. Um, let's see what what else is Alpha Magnus talking about? Um, uh, did that with a, a big bag toy store pile of loot. Forgot I had bought stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. So in this case, like I, so I I don't know where my exosuit spike is because like I ordered him last week through Amazon, so he should be here by now. Maybe I need to check my shipping notifications or something. Um, uh, Alpha Magnus also says I have almost accidentally bought retro collection figures about seven times so far. The price at checkout has saved me. Well, that's interesting because like, I mean, I, I think they've gone up a buck or two, but I mean, I don't think they're any more than 1199 anywhere. Right. I mean, kind of still on, on similar, uh, footing as the Marvel legends. Um, I, I don't know what they're called. Are they called Marvel Legends retros? But like the three and three quarter inch in these guys as well. And dang, I, I wish I had one here to throw a third one in there. Um, maybe when I do uh, another video, because like I've I've got a half a dozen of the Marvel equivalents of these guys, but I've got them at work because I don't necessarily know where or how to display them here. All right. So I think that is enough litigation about, um, about the, the surprise Boba Fett figure. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm just excited. I think uh, what a, what a nice surprise uh, um, this evening. I really thought that this was going to be an exosuit spike. All right. Um all right. So, yeah, man, so let's, um, you know, let, let's, let's get these guys out of the way here. Um, we'll set them all off to the side and we're going to get to, uh, the main event. Oh, Hey, since I got star screams thrown here, let's, uh, let's check something out real quick here. So we were talking about, uh, Galvatron and I mean, I I've seen, I've seen pictures obviously, but um, let's see if he fit, how he fits in this, uh, in this, uh, in this dopey chair here. Um, I would imagine it's going to be a little big. Oh, snap. Oh, he's so big. That's what she said. Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, he fits in the chair, but he is, uh, he is pretty big in it. So that's, uh, ah, I like that. That's pretty dope. And then let's see if he has, Oh man, I don't know if anybody has done this on on Twitter yet. I don't know if I've seen it or not, but um, I I see a five millimeter um, uh, port in in his back there. So you know what you got to do. Is you got to see if uh, if the cape fits. Oh, look at that! If cape fits, wear it. So even with the additional um with it being lower on his back there i think the cape actually fits pretty nicely <laughs> that ain't bad that ain't bad um so yeah so yeah kingdom galvatron can indeed wear starscream's cape 
and sit in Starscream's throne. Okay. Well, well, thanks for indulging me on that. And so let's let's get to the main event here. So um my buddy Alpha Magnus is always looking out for me. Um one day I'll probably actually buy that masterpiece sound wave uh from him, the the Hasbro one that he's still looking for the box for. Um not that I don't know if I even need the box, but we can uh we could sort that out later. But um no, I've got I've got a, a couple of his customs on the on the shelf over there. Uh, really cool stuff. Anyway, looking out for me. Found a silver streak before I did, and unfortunately, um, I I found one before he was able to ship it to me. But um, but anyway, he's always looking out for me. And uh, we were talking about you know I had showed you a Buzzworthy cup earlier that I paid thirty seven dollars for on Hasbro Pulse. And I told him, it's like, you know, they're, they're pretty hard to come by here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, whereas they're like everywhere in, uh, um, in, in other parts of the country. And in addition to cup, I was also on the lookout for cliff jumper. Now cliff jumper, uh, buzzworthy cliff jumper, uh, also, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, uh, pops in and out on the pulse, but almost immediately sells out so um so i've been looking on the lookout for a cliff jumper i was able to grab cup from the pulse but not cliff jumper before uh before he sold out and and was too late not to worry my dude alpha magnus has got me covered and uh found one at a target bought it and uh <laughs> literally 10 cups at my most she 10 cups 10 furious um that, that's crazy and i can't find a one i just went to target yesterday and um and yeah no cups no cliff jumpers bunch of silver streaks bunch of bulkheads handful of galvatrons actually but yeah no um yeah i i don't i don't know what it is i i don't know if we're just not getting them or if people are snapping them up uh so if any of my uh pnw uh collector fans are or, or the fam is uh out there watching um yeah let me know anyway finds cliff jumper and it's like cool i'll take it off your hands um tells me okay well cool i've got i've got it sent out to you oh yeah i threw some other stuff in the box too and sounds very ominous so then uh yesterday day before this guy shows up that's there's more than cliff jumper in there so I have no idea what's in here and uh, we're going to find out together. I hope that it's uh, um, safe for work. Uh, I, I, I wonder if there's a, there's going to be a poop knife in there or what's uh, what's going on here. So, but yeah, let me, um, where did my uh, letter opener go? Oh, here we go. Okay. Box is so big. It doesn't even fit in the frame. So yeah, man. So this this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Let's uh, let's uh, see what's in here. <laughs> Don't talk to me, bro. It's all safe. <laughs> That's why I'm opening it from the bottom because like all of our all of our addresses are on the on the on the top of the label there. Um, which is funny because like I probably should like put my address out there so so folks can send me stuff. That's how that works, right? You know, people are like reasonable and normal and all that other stuff. I don't know. All right, so 
got this just about open here. Do-ba-do-ba-do. P.O. box time. Oh, yeah. That's not a bad idea. Get get a P.O. box so that, that folks can uh, uh, send me stuff there. That's not a bad idea. So anyway, so yeah, decent, uh, nice, uh, nice wrapping. And let's uh, let's see what's going on here. Ah, bubble wrap. And then within, so you're going to see the stuff on camera better than I can. First of all, holy shit. <laughs> okay, so, so, <laughs> wow. I, I knew it was ripped, but I didn't realize it was that bad. Uh, so anyway, so, so uh, uh, Alpha Magnus finds the, this cliff jumper. And he's like, you know, if you don't mind about the box, no problem. And I'm like, I'm going to open him anyway no big deal but i didn't realize that it had been just like myrtilated <laughs> uh look at that but then you check this guy out and he is he has got a decent pelvic thrust going on there <laughs> i am not reading that um but yeah no so he's got a pelvic thrust and the cool part about this is that i don't even have to bother like ripping anything he he just um he just, uh, he just, uh, he just comes right out here. Okay. So actually, you know, what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to come back to this in a sec. So I'm going to, I'm going to set, I'm going to set Cliffy off to the side here. And then, uh, let's see what else is going on here. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. This is amazing. So you got, got yourself a, a giant dum-dums. And if anybody, uh, uh follows anything i do on on the social medias i am all about my dumb dumb suckers and this looks like this is a giant sucker full of suckers um yeah that that's that is really cool i i am gonna have to display this on my desk at work because i i bring suckers to work sometimes too so we'll set that off to the side oh my god there's more stuff in here why is there more stuff in here got woof oh it has more inside but they are sus old <laughs> oh the suckers i would imagine all right so we got woof and then what's what's in here oh we got a got a got a a boba fett starship uh formerly a, a slave one. Oh, this is the this is the um uh um star wars transformer crossover that with the little boba fett in there that that is very thoughtful. Thank you. It's like it's like I'm doing a, a Christmas times over Zoom. Oh, that's awesome because it's funny because I I mean this the, this figure is kind of a turd, but but that's I I mean that affectionately because like I've never actually handled it like in hand before. Um, because let me uh it, yes and it, it's the transformer and it's complete. Let me let me show you something. I have this figure, but it's in the box. So again, with my dumb box thing, I've had this guy, but I've never opened it. Not only that, but I have the repaint. I have the Django Fed as well. So I have two copies of this and have never actually played with it before. That That is super cool. Hey, thanks, buddy. Those two guns are impossible to find. Well, now I can't find them. Oh, no. Well, I'm sure they're here somewhere because <laughs> he says it's complete. All right. Well, anyway, let me let me not get this 
too distracted. Okay, so what we got here? Uh, that looks like some like 3D printed bits. That uh, these leg extensions? They're slave ones. Attach. Oh, oh, oh! At the bottom. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. Those are those are hard to find. So, um, so what's going on with this? Is that uh, is that like leg extensions for uh, maybe uh, maybe an Ultra Magnus? I don't know. And then what else? Ah, oh, hell yeah! Myself a uh, Alpha Magnus Creations uh, um, a sticker to add. Uh, yeah. Okay. Leg and arm extensions. Perfect. Okay. Cool. I'll go uh, throw those on on the old uh, Kingdom Magnus over there, and that that is way cool. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. That's so cool. All right, so yeah, so I got I got myself tons of uh, wrap and suckers and a Star Wars is sticker. And again, if you're if you're not following Alpha Magnus, you need to. Uh, you need to go check out all of his stuff. His cosplays are awesome. His customs are awesome. He's just a nice dude. <laughs> just a good dude. Um, might need to sand uh, some shaving to the extensions. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, uh, uh, well, thank you. These are these are very nice and very thoughtful. You print these yourself, I'd imagine. Um, but yeah, man, so cool. I. I I'm actually really excited to to mess around with this uh with this dude. It's it it is not a uh fondly remembered figure, but um but I I appreciate the uh the novelty of um you know of uh, of a slave one that's also a uh, transformer. You know what? A lot of those Star Wars transformers are are turds but um but i appreciate the uh the the mashup and the and the and the concept so but yeah man i mean that's that's i think that's all i got for you i've got uh some other stuff over here um but yeah i'll, I'll save that for a different day i'll uh i i'll i'll eventually uh open up uh this guy uh studio series bumblebee movie Soundwave. Uh, we'll do that on a different day and then also on another different day. And I feel so bad because I've been promising this so much. Um, we'll uh, we'll crack open uh, not Batman at some point. Oh, shoot. Wait a sec. What am I doing? I forgot to actually like free Cliffy from his uh, uh, from his uh, uh, from his bonds there. So let's do that. Um, let's do that before uh, before we get out of here. Um yeah yeah gps was really bad for the uh star wars transformers uh but yeah this guy just kind of slips right out you know what i am halfway tempted just to keep him like this with the uh the pelvic thrust um you know what i'm gonna do this later now that now that i look at it it looks a little more involved but um i like and i didn't realize that they were they were doing this because silver streak doesn't have a insert i like that he's uh he's actually got a background very similar to studio series perceptor i was showing off earlier um i would imagine that this is the same graphic as uh jazz which again is also fine because with the size i can set up a little cliffy next to um next to jazz and they can be on uh on the moon base together um 
topic for a different day for different discussion something for folks to litigate in the um on social media is our jazz and cliff jumper movie characters um they have dialogue but not a lot and they don't really do a whole lot i don't think they are whereas i think uh again i said this in in the other video but i think that perceptor and blaster are as much movie characters as the new 1986 characters um for reasons that i that i discussed there but like you know um uh jazz cliff jumper uh bumblebee um obviously adult spike is a movie character um but yeah it'd be kind of interesting to kind of go back through and relitigate who is and who isn't a a um uh technically a quote-unquote movie character uh from transformers the movie yeah see that's the thing the whole jazz to moon base two, jazz to moon base two. that that is an iconic line and it is an iconic reading and even like later on um when uh you know uh, roger will roger me Wilco me hello hello earth i mean actually you know what i'm softening on this jazz uh perspective now because he does he does have some really good lines uh whereas but you know you get you got Casey Kasem doing an actual countdown, so so that's so that's something as well. But like, I don't know. We could talk about this later. But yeah, um, uh, sound off and uh, um, find me on social media at Mike Cybert Radio. But um, uh, thanks for hanging out with me uh, this afternoon and this evening. Um, and uh, you know, thanks a lot for listening and for hanging out. Um, and if you want to listen to my podcast, Mike Cybert Radio, and all of my past shows, you so you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, or wherever the heck else you listen to your podcast and you can become a mike cybertronian and join the msrp friends and fans facebook group and tune into the mike cybert radio podcast live stream uh, on twitter youtube twitch and facebook live uh, like share rate and review the show let us know what you'd like and what you'd like to hear of more in the future um, i am on social media at Mike Seibert Radio. The spelling on my last name is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. I am active on pretty much all of the platforms. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, but that, that'll about do it. My name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, tell all I want, make good choices. Good night. yeah man uh i i want to talk about um a couple things while i'm while i'm on my way to work here um first of all uh i 
I, I've been living this bachelor lifestyle for the last uh, almost week or so. Uh, my wife is on uh, on a vacation with her niece, and it's it's the first time that we've been this part far apart for this long. Um, I, you know, no, that I mean that's that's incorrect. I used to travel for work all the time in my previous job. In fact, towards the end, um, and, and I've argued before that it was kind of the beginning of the end, uh, I, I was on the road for up to like two weeks at times. And it um, uh, kind of left some like weird trauma and things like that. I don't want to litigate that here now. But this is the first time for this length of time where I've been the one home and Lucky has been the one that's gone and on the road, uh, leaving me to uh, pretty much like maintain the house and take care of the cats. Oh, and, and make sure that I stay alive <laughs> as well. And so my wife will be, my Lucky and I will be, will be celebrating um, our 20th anniversary uh, coming up in October here. Uh, quick aside, uh, folks keep asking me if I'm going to TFCon Chicago, um, and I keep shaking the Magic Eight Ball and saying like, um, uh, it, it's not likely, uh, or like it doesn't look good, that kind of thing. Because uh, I, I'd have to look at the calendar, but I'm pretty sure that weekend is like the week after our 20th anniversary, and we're already talking about. Uh, uh, taking a trip somewhere. We haven't quite figured all of it out yet because we, quite frankly, we're just kind of waiting to see what happens with the Rona. So uh, th there's been a lot of things in flux, but yeah, no. Um, uh, not only is it the anniversary, but it's the it, it's a pretty significant milestone one. So we're so I, I'm I'm sure we are looking to celebrate that by doing something not related to Transformers. Um, or, or my specific interests. Anyway, the, the thing that's kind of got me all kind of weirdly, uh, uh, mixed up is like, I, I, you know, we take a lot of things for granted in our relationships, right? I mean, I mean, especially long-term, uh, relationships. And when Lucky said she wanted to go on this trip, I, I was enthusiastically supportive because, you know, she's, you know, like, I mean, again, I talk about TFCon. So I've, you know, I just went to LA by myself. I've gone to Chicago by myself. Um, so it's, it, it was, it was time to like, you know, let her have some damn time where, you know, I, I get to be Mr. Mom because that, that's, that's never really happened in our relationship before. And the, and I was just kind of looking to the opportunity, you know, to kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to get, you know, too esoteric and say like, you know, quote unquote, find myself or whatever. But I've never lived by myself as a, a single person. Um, basically, I moved out of my parents' house and moved in with, uh, with Lucky, who was my girlfriend at the time and is now, uh, now my wife going on 20 years. So I've, so I've never had roommates. I've never lived by myself. And because of that, 
level of domestic living, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that I think like when I was younger and kind of uh, uh, living as a latchkey kid, like, you know, late elementary school, middle school, and then, um, uh, you know, obviously high school, you know, I, I learned to be relatively self-sufficient. Um, as an adult man over the age of 40 that's been married for 20 years, I've forgotten all of that. Like, and, and again, I, I, I don't want to kind of get into the dynamics of, uh, of my relationship. I, I don't, I don't think that's the stuff I want to talk about here, but, um, to, to put to, you know, for example, over the weekend, I, I was excited to make myself breakfast. And, like, my, uh, my crowning achievement and accomplishment is that I managed to uh, uh, fry up a couple eggs and have them actually be, like, over medium. Um, I, and that was on Sunday. On Saturday, I left them on too long, and they ended up being over hard. Still very edible at a time where we were joking that I was going to just make scrambled eggs. Um, but yeah, so on Sunday, I only ended up breaking one of the yolks and it, it, it was, it was kind of okay. But like, you know, stuff like doing the laundry, um, our, our washing, washing, washing machine dryer, uh, looks like the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. There, there, there are so many buttons on there and, you know, I don't want to make all these lazy husband cliches, but it's true, you know, and, and. Lucky takes care of all that, and basically my responsibility to the household is to, you know, uh, uh, work and and uh, be a good dude, I guess. Um, I, I I think, you know, I, I I think I do have some kind of insecurity about uh, my uh, part, a contribution to the relationship, but that's that isn't necessarily here or there. What I thought about looking into, looking forward to this trip of hers would be the opportunity to, uh, do everything. And by everything, I mean, like, watch all the movies I've been meaning to, watch all the TV shows I've been meaning to, you know, like, the, the content that, you know, she's not interested in, like, like, uh, you know, uh, catch up on Letterkenny. You know, kind of, kind of finish my rewatch, that that kind of thing, because uh, she doesn't like it. <laughs> um, um, but in addition to that, I wanted to create all this content. You've probably seen me tweeting about it. It's like, oh yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a, a, a unboxing video for New York Ninja, and then I'm gonna do um, a podcast about Doctor Strange, and then I'm gonna do a podcast where I'm following up on my interview with George Soroy. Oh, you know what? And I might do a couple of live streams too, uh, because I got a bunch of toys I want to unbox. Now, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, objectively you're, you're already thinking it's like, buddy, how many days are there in a week? And, and incidentally, I'm, I'm still working too. And because of my work schedule, I, uh, the, the radio show I work on airs in the afternoon. So I, leave home around 11 o'clock in the morning and I get home uh, between 8 and 9 uh, p.m. So I don't 
have a whole lot of time in the morning and I don't have a whole lot of time in the evening. Sure, there's some time over the weekend, but you know, I, I think I think I set myself up for failure without even realizing it just because of like all of the unreasonable expectations that I set up for myself. What I really should have done is focused and picked like one thing and focused on that one thing. A lot of the existential dread I, I've been feeling with regards to content creation, and I, I'm sure you've picked up on this, is, you know, I, I just, I don't have the amount of time that I used to. And, like, doing a solo podcast where I'm doing, like, a topic by myself, it's hard. Because, you know, I, I, you know, I need to do prep, I need to do notes for those types of shows. I do a combination of writing as well as structuring and bullet points and things like that so I can speak extemporaneously. It's a little bit of both, but um, that that stuff takes time. Um, I, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're one of my friends and you're a content creator yourself. And so you know what I mean. I mean, I mean stuff takes time. Um, and the, the one of the hallmarks of my entire life is that I have never been able to calculate time or, or, or account for time more accurately. So like, for example, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell somebody that, that I will be there by eight o'clock. I'll be somewhere by eight o'clock. Well, I leave my house at 7.45, but it takes a half hour to get to their house. You know, that, that kind of thing. I just, I don't account for time. I don't account for travel time. And with regards to my own content, I don't account for prep time. And I don't account for setup time. So like, um, you know, so, so I've, I've got all that going on. Um, and focus is always a challenge for me as well. Uh, but that, but then I started having some setbacks. Um, incidentally, I, I learned, uh, you know, like uh, through the weekend, that it it takes roughly four days. I think it took four days for me to um, get out of the home alone phase. Meaning, like, you know, when when, when Kevin McAllister realizes he's home alone. And he's like a kid in the candy store just running around screaming his head off. That's what I was doing for like the first definitely two days, possibly three days. You know, I'm just like, oh my God, I, you know, I can watch all these shows and do all this other stuff, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, it took about four days for me to get to the, the uh, middle phase of the Home Alone movie where it's like, you know, he, he's being a grown-up and going to the store. So it's like, that's when I start, like, running the dishwasher and doing laundry um, and uh, and going to the store. Um, I mean, it's so funny that, that, that me as a 40-plus-year-old a, um, man um, is is living like Kevin McAllister in, uh, in Home Alone. It, it cracks me up, the, the dichotomy there. Um, but through it all, I, I, I start, um, you know, I start realizing and start taking for granted um, the 
the amount of time that things take. You know, like I said, I struggled with time, but the the uh, um, concurrently or convergingly, I guess, with uh, taking for granted your partner in a, in a relationship, I also discovered that I took for granted how long take th how long things take. Like what I mean, like just like tasks, like taking out the garbage. So, like for example, you know, it it would, uh, um, like you know, I would team up on those kinds of chores. Like you know, I, I would bundle up the kitchen garbage, take it into the garage. While I'm doing that, she's putting a new bag in the garbage can in the kitchen. Well, I do my part, and then I come back, and then I have to do both ends of the task. You know, it's like uh, it's like in the Amazing Race, and somebody U-turns you, and you have to go back and do both sides of the U-turn. You have to do both challenges instead of just choosing one, each with their own pros and cons. Um, so there's been a, like a lot of that, like you know, just uh, there, there's just like a lot of like anxious energy of me just like constantly moving through the house and just doing things like you know, taking out garbage and cleaning up the litter box and feeding the cats. And, uh, you know, just um, uh, 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 making coffee, you know, just, just just little stuff. And again, I haven't even gotten to where, like, I'm trying to, like, feed myself and, and whatnot. And all under the umbrella of thinking, okay, cool, when I get done with all of this, then I'm going to watch a couple movies, then I'm going to knock out uh, some podcasts. Right. So I started having some setbacks. I, uh, I did a... Um, I did an unboxing video for uh, New York Ninja. I, I uh, unboxed the Blu-ray box set uh, from Vinegar Syndrome, and I was waiting to do that video until I got the uh, cassette tape of the soundtrack from Voyager 3. So I thought now that I had a complete set, I could do an unboxing. And I did like all these setups and you know messed around with the camera and wrote a bunch of stuff and put, you dumped like a couple hours worth of prep into it. And again, like I said, I, I, um, I take for granted the amount of time that prep takes. So, you know, I finally kind of, after a few miscues, I kind of get my feet under me and I, you know, I start doing the, the video and I, I finish it and I go to, you know, I save it and I'm gonna, you know, start editing it. And then, um, and then, and then my my uh, my my heart just drops and my stomach just fall, drops to the floor. Um, in all of my setups and trying a few different things with a couple different cameras and a couple different mics, when I started recording, I didn't have my microphone turned on. So I'm talking for like. Uh, I, I think I think the raw file, the raw footage is 53 minutes. So I mean, obviously the the, the final video wasn't going to be like that because it's got a bunch of blown takes and you know some stuff that I would need to edit around and things like that. But um, 53 minutes of unusable video, and I was just I was just crushed. I was just like, God damn it. Um, so, and, and then at that point, I'm already staying up way too late. I've got tasks to do at home and I'm just, I'm just frustrated. Um, and 
so yeah, so I, I'm not necessarily going to go chronologically through, through every day, but it's like, I keep having like these, these, uh, uh, bits of like, you know, I don't understand how time works. I don't understand how prep works. I, I don't, I don't, I still haven't mastered time management. Um, so I've just been kind of having, um, a lot of, I, I've been feeling creatively stifled at a time where I should be taking the opportunity to be like at my most creative. It's like, okay, cool. Well, I'm, you know, untethered from having to, you know, uh, uh, maintain my half of the relationship, that kind of thing. It's like, oh, cool. Now I'm a bachelor. I could just, I could just podcast all night. It ain't like that. It ain't, it ain't like that at all. And I, I was foolish to think that that was something that I could pull off. And with that, that backswings the other direction because like the, 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 uh, problem with expectations when they aren't met, it backswings into disappointment. And, you know, if you don't got a good handle on your mental state, uh, uh, disappointment sinks into, um, depression or, or anger or anger and depression, you know, they, they like, you know, feed into each other and bounce off one another. So I've been, I, I, I've started to be in a shitty mood, um, about it also, because it's like, why can't I figure this out? Why, you know, well, you know, why am I not better? You know, that, 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 that kind of, that kind of existential dread. But, um, so, so I, I get to the weekend I have no content to show for it. I have a video that, you know, I have an idea of how I want to use it. I think maybe at some point I might still, um, do that video for real. Um, oh, actually side tangent. So I've, uh, I have learned also that, you know, I, I, I used to be very critical of Kevin Smith and the way that he would announce projects that just came to nothing like on the, uh, DVD from like 2000, 2002 or whatever. Uh, the, you know, it has like, you know, this must've been before IMDB. It has like the, the people's bios on there and you click on Jason Lee and it says his next movie is Fletch one, you know, <laughs> um, uh, once upon a time, Kevin Smith was going to make a Fletch sequel with Jason Lee and that just never came to be, but like, you know, so, so the joke is that, um, buddy, you're going the wrong way. Knucklehead. Fucking Seattle, man. So, so Seattle is rotten with bike lanes. This dude is on like a, um, electric powered bike going down the city street, the wrong direction knucklehead. I mean, look, I can see that that kid is back on the escalator. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so my joke has been, you know, I, I announce more unfulfilled projects than Kevin Smith. I, I, but in doing so, I kinda, I can, I can relate with that in a way that I never have before. It's like, oh, well, if I, if I announce that I'm doing something, I'm manifesting it and then I have to do it. Um, so, uh, which is, uh, um, aggressively untrue, uh, patently false, but, um, but no, so I, uh, oh, uh, Kevin Smith projects, shit, I lost my train of thought. Um, 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 don't tell me, 
it'll, it'll come back to me. Oh, so, um, so, so I start thinking about what I'm going to do with like this unused video. And I realize, well, you know, I, uh, you know, maybe I, I, maybe I like record a commentary over it or I, you know, try to repurpose the video and record new audio or something like that. I haven't, I, I haven't really, uh, aside from having like that, that idea, I haven't really given a thought to it because like now I feel like much like the movie, New York Ninja itself, it feels like kind of like an abandoned project. Um, so maybe some other content creator will find my, my video with no notes and no sound and recreate it just like the folks from Vinegar Syndrome, uh, uh, did with the, the New York Ninja film. Um, Anyway, um, so yeah, I just, you know, I, I start thinking about, you know, announcing all of these projects to you thinking that that's going to keep me accountable and then it, it just totally doesn't anyway. So that, so that takes me to the weekend and I'm like, okay, well I'm going to, I'm going to do some live streaming and like I talked about in the video and I think I, I cut it out of the podcast version you just listened to because like that, that intro was really bumpy just in terms of like rambling and being distracted and things like that. So, so the new intro I cut is a little cleaner. Um, anyway, like one, one of the things I wanted to do was, uh, be a little more experimental and kind of, uh, for, you know, show, show off the toys a little better. So if you go to the live stream video, I'm like switching back and forth between my laptop camera and a, and a separately mounted camera, um, so that I can kind of show off the toys a little better. It's, it, it, it's a neat concept. Um, and it, it seemed like a good idea, but the thing I want to talk about that, that's kind of set me off on this, um, inspiration of doing this, uh, this episode of the existential dreadcast is, uh, it wasn't very fun. I didn't really have a good time doing it. Uh, the setups took forever. I could never get the lighting right. Um, the camera on my laptop sucks. The, the camera that I used, uh, for the other stuff is fine, but it never really looked very good. And since I overwhelmed myself with the amount of stuff that I had, Again, I'm setting myself up for failure and not focusing. I realize now what I should have done is done like just Transformers or just uh, Star Wars or just, you know, whatever. Um, because, I mean, like there was so much stuff on that table I didn't even get to. Um, to say nothing about the realization that... I've just bought too damn much stuff recently between the pre-orders and the impulses. It's, it, it, it's just too much. And I, I think I, I really need to take a closer look and dial it back. I think, um, you know, cause again, I, I bought that, I bought that Galvatron from Brent just on impulse. It's like, I saw he was selling it. I liked the price. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want a Galvatron. So you know, maybe that's a bad example. The, the, the better example is that stupid buzzworthy cup that I bought from the pulse. There is no reason 
why I should have paid $37 for a deluxe class action figure. Sure, I want him, but I, I don't want it that bad. Um, so that I, I bought it because it was available. I bought it because it was there. I bought it because I kind of wanted it. Um, I bought all the stuff from Target, including like uh, a blaster and Bumblebee movie Soundwave and and uh, whatever else, whatever the heck else I bought, a uh, Silver Streak, because I saw it, because it was there, because it was available, and I was feeling impulsive. I should really take a look at that uh, in terms of um, in terms of my collecting and what I'm doing, but. Yeah, it just uh, I I got I got overwhelmed. I got flooded, and I got frustrated by the by the technical stuff. I did I didn't like the presentation of it. I didn't I didn't like my presentation of it. Uh, you know, I just I rambled. You know, I I probably could have stood to do some notes, at least a couple bullet points, something. But instead, I thought, oh, I'll just you know go off the cuff and stupid. You know, I I give so much advice to my friends, to podcasters and aspiring content creators that I never follow my own advice. And it's, and it's, and it's occasionally frustrating because like if somebody came to me looking for advice on how to execute the live stream that I did, I would, I would have no shortage of great ideas. Pick a couple things, focus, write yourself some notes and set yourself a time limit. I really thought I was just going to hang out uh, all afternoon and like folks were going to interact in the chat. Um, but conversely, I didn't want to commit to a time when I started. So it's like, it's just like a whole bunch of stuff rattling around in my head. So I get to the end of the weekend and I'm like, well, I still haven't done the Dr. Strange episode. What, you know, what, what am I going to do? And it, it occurred to me that like, well, wait a sec, I have this content I'm sitting on. Um, so, th so that, that's where this audio version, uh, came in. And last night, quite frankly, it felt good to just edit some audio and listen to my voice. And I kind of discovered that, that while it's not great, it, it's, it's not as bad as I thought it was. And it's certainly not as bad, um, as it felt at the time. But that um, I, I, I skipped around a little bit, dissatisfied, I put out this, this vague, passive-aggressive tweet, uh, subtweeting myself. I put, you know, I, I tweeted out, I don't know if I like doing content by myself anymore. And that tweet ended up getting more attention than I realized. Um, I had three different people reaching out to me saying like, oh, hey man, I, I could jump on and do videos with you or like, oh, hey man, I'm doing a project. Uh, do you want to be a part of it? And it, it was incredibly sweet. And, and I don't know, a, a lot of like existential dread that, that I have is also guilt. I have amazing friends. I have a lot of people that love me and care about me and, and are, are genuinely concerned for my well-being more so than I think I am for myself sometimes. And I wish that I was as good of a friend to my friends as they are to me. I, I just, I, I have some incredible people in my life and I feel very blessed and very thankful 
Unfortunately, though, that turns inward towards guilt because I'm I'm not as good a guy to them as uh, as they are to me. Um. So, but the the point of of the of the uh, post I wanted to make is like I was I guess I was just expressing my frustration because the amount of effort that it takes to do a show by myself, whether it's a podcast or a live stream, just is, I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze. Um, so maybe talking to you now on this existential dreadcast will help me see the clarity of the advice that I just gave, you know, uh, focused, time limits, you know, uh, 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 things like that, you know, advice that, that, uh, uh, several of you listening have given me because I, I'm sure you're listening, tearing your hair out. It's like, Mike, we've tried to help you. You just don't want to help yourself. You just can't see it. And that's the thing too. Uh, you know, like, as I said, I'm, I'm not as good a friend back as my friends are to me. And a part of that is that, um, I don't want to put in the work. I'm lazy. I know I'm lazy. And, and well, and it's funny because like I, I disguise that as not having time, uh, with work. But then I realize I, I really don't have a whole lot of time because of my work and I still haven't figured that out. But like, you know, I, I know a lot of the things that I could do to be a better content creator, but like, I can't figure out how to like focus and how to like do that. Like, you know, I, I follow several, um, uh, I, I guess, uh, gurus in the, in the content creation space, like the dude that, that created, uh, pod decks, you know, he's got like all kinds of great tips and it's all good stuff. And none of it I want to do because I don't know how much I want to even grow and develop the show. Um, I, I'm to the point where, you know, I, I do what, like a show a month. Um, and, and it, it, it's harder to do interviews because I don't know when I can, uh, uh, make the time. It's just like, I, I'm just, I'm just going through so much. And I, I, you know, quite frankly, I probably need to, uh, speak to a professional or, or at the very least, like a, I don't know, some kind of like life coach. Actually, what, what I really need, what I really need is like a producer, um, uh, you know, somebody to like, you know, kind of take my wacky ideas and help me guide and focus, uh, because I I've demonstrated time and again, especially now that I'm incapable of doing that, uh, myself. So what happens is that, that, that dread manifests as atrophy and I just don't do anything. I mean, uh, what vinyl thon was a month ago. Um, so I, I haven't done any interviews. I mean, I, 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 um, let me see if I got the timing right. Was that, uh, before I jumped on with George? Probably. Uh, was it before I did, uh, the Batman with, uh, with Greg and the unfunny nerd tangent guys? Uh, possibly I'd have to look at the calendar. So, I mean, so I'm doing stuff and again, I, I, okay. I, I, like talking. I like having conversations. I love interacting with folks. I don't know if, in fact, actually, like I, I'm finding this incredibly satisfying. Uh, I have no notes. I'm just sitting in the parking garage of my work, um, 
because I probably should go to work soon, but I, I, I'm, I am actually finding this, uh, uh very helpful and, uh, energizing. Uh, um, you know, you might be able to detect that in, uh, in my voice and my presentation here, but, um, the thing that I've, that I wrestled with is, um, I like to talk. I talk a lot. I don't know if I have a lot to say. And I think that's the thing I need to figure out. What do I have to say? I know that through the support of my friends that you want to hear from me. I know you do, and, and, and the support means the world to me. Um, so so maybe, maybe that's part of my, my difficulty as well. Um, you know, uh, being, being afraid of those expectations. Um, I got a lot to work through, but like, I, I think this has helped, uh, creating the episode that you just listened to helped. So, um, I am still going to do a Dr. Strange episode. I don't know when, uh, but I, I've talked about it enough that I, I can't not do it. And I think I have an angle for me to want to say something. And I think, Maybe that's what I do is like talk when I have something to say. And I think I will leave it there for now. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being my friend. Um, I love you and I appreciate you. And we'll uh, talk again. And until next time, make good choices. <laughs>